Alright, we're here. We're back. Wow, it does feel like a blanket. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna sweat in this bitch. Yeah, sweat today. Summer season. We're drinking some good stuff. I think it's cold. We got the love juice. Pineapple love juice. And I'll say right now, I'm not a fan of pineapple. So if I like this, I'll be surprised. I feel like two guys drinking love juice in the basement. Mmm. Sweating. Love juice, pineapple. It's actually... You said you don't like pineapple. I don't like pineapple, but I'm not getting a crazy pineapple taste. It's not overpowering at all. It's I think not overpowering at all. It's just a little sweet. Yeah. It's just a little sweet. I don't really get a big... But I do get a bitter in the aftertaste, though. It's a little bitter after. It's a little bitter, but they have a... I don't know. I think they did a really good job with it. Yeah, no. It tastes great. This is a pineapple love juice by Labyrinth Brewing. Shout out to them again. Yeah, Shout out time. to Rob. Just posting a new blog. Go check that out about their uh, COVID situation, how the community's looking out for them. Shouts out to those people. Yeah, if you joined us anytime during season two, you know we love we love Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of great things, and they're they're super generous. They always give us free beer. So, Hella cool. Yeah, we, the least we could do is write a blog post for them. Uh, right. Talk about their operations during during the pandemic, how they were doing, and uh, it was really it was really fun to write and talk to Adam, the co-founder. Hell yeah, I wish I just wish I got to go inside because now that I'm looking at the pictures that yeah. are on the post, I'm like, yeah, damn. And somebody said it to me the other day that they've went and it, it's uh oh my boy Drew, so they went over there and enjoyed it. Uh, oh oh yeah, in Manchester. Before yeah. obviously the you know the whatever COVID shit, but yeah, it did, I mean it threw a wrench in every you know left everyone in the dark. Like that's what I was writing on too. But it was amazing that Labyrinth's community always had Labyrinth's back. Labyrinth spent the last two years since they opened giving back to their community. Uh, a lot of different charities and organizations they were contributing to and helping out, you know, and they did a really good job. Like they were always giving, giving back. They weren't greedy. Yeah. Stay, stay and connected to the people, man. That's the that's the way to go. When shit hit, really hit the fan, like that was the coolest part. Like the shit hit the fan, and then the people like rallied behind. Yeah, hundred percent. And they're doing that for a lot of breweries around Connecticut. It really shows you that here in Connecticut, it is it is a tight com- community. Like all beer drinkers, especially especially with the beer drinkers, yeah. Because there's a lot of people that do. Uh, I notice a lot of people are supporting local restaurants and shit like that. Especially in our town that I know, because obviously I work in our town. But um, I think a lot of people are doing a good job not going to like, you know, Denny's like ch- chain re- subways and shit like that. Like no no chain restaurants. I feel like people are buying local, keep everything afloat. Yeah, uh, at least trying to anyway. Of course. And of course, the elephant in the room. We're probably we're gonna address. We gotta address it real quick. You want to take the lead? Yeah, sure. Why not? Take the lead then. Yeah. So obviously, this has been a really tough time. I mean, we 2020 has been rough overall. 2020 you know? has been a shite show. Uh, you know, we apologize for taking another week off, but things have just not been consistent for us. You yeah. know, and I think for for everybody, and I think sometimes you have to take take this like podcasting, put it on a back seat. And just to, like let things play out, um, and then do you know try to do our part in helping with 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 the community right now and what's going on in the world. Uh, we got we got a movement, major movement, um, and we we fully support it. You know, like we're here. We got a lot of we have a lot of people of color with podcasts and yep. all kinds of content creators, and we're right there. We support them. We leave them reviews. We do everything we can. Yep. So I think uh, I think basically what and our goal with being a week off was. To try to clear up social media, keep everything informative, keep people... I think the most important thing that people have to do is learn. Talk, learn, stop the arguing, just talk, learn. Because that's the only way we're going to move forward from this. And uh, as of late, I see a lot of people doing that. Peaceful protests going on. Just that in the third. 
But I think we, we didn't want to spend too much time on it because we want to stay true to the bar. No yeah. politic, no no crazy topics here, but we did want to shed some light on it. Of course. I mean, I think you have to. And, and the protests are doing a good job. People are learning now. Mm-hmm. All kinds of people are learning about it. It's, 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 it's gaining a lot of awareness, and you're seeing it around... Even around the world, this is going on. Oh, yeah. Plus, in Minneapolis, like, they started, I think they terminated, like, the whole yeah, they police did. force. They did. Uh, they L.A. Doing, weekend, like, a, weekend a community there. thing. Yeah, commu- yeah, yeah, like a peaceful thing, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of. Like, a, I don't like, know what com- Like, exactly. community people are uh, not taking the position as police, but, like, it's going to be, like a, like, a watch type of thing. Like, neighborhood yeah. watch type of thing, I think. Yeah. I didn't read too much into it, but, I mean, that's a cool idea. Fuck it. You know what I just realized, too? Sorry, I just seen the ca- on the camera that I got my hair cut finally. Shout out to all the barbers back. You're glowing. I'm glowing, baby, because I'm sweating. But yeah, no, I went to the protest in uh, our town. It was nice. A, lo- a lot more people than I thought was going to show up showed up. Uh, what I was surprised most is a lot of people came by themselves, which was awesome to see. Oh, yeah. Older people, young people. Um, you know, it was cool. Not a lot of people our age, though. A lot more younger people and a lot older people. Yeah. Some people, I think, are, are protesters just to protest, though. Yeah, of course. Like, they just, like, if a protest is going on, they just go. Yeah. Whatever. It's just because. Yeah. I, I remember I, like, I reached out to um, some of my friends of color, and I was just like, yo, I'm like, I'm here for you. Like, show support. Yeah. If you got any links, send them my way. If you need an email, send them my way. I'll do it. I send think that's the true way to do it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just, just posting. You could yeah. you could post, but it's, it's about doing more. I so, didn't post at all. I have not posted one thing. That's why, like, you could quietly be signing petitions. You could be doing, sending emails, jamming up the phone lines, yeah. doing all that stuff that's actually going to make a difference out here. And, yeah. and changes are actually happening, so that's cool. That it is. That yeah. it is needed as well. You got anything more to speak on it? Or? Yeah, you know, hope everything gets better, man. I, I, I know if you're stuck in a certain mind state, just try to reach out to other people. Yeah. Learn on both sides of the fence, you know. Gain a little perspective and sen- yep. sensitivity for everybody. But uh, also, I think it's time, you know, yeah. it's time for we're, that. We're open to people here. We always support change, and we always, you know, support that kind of good cause. That's it, man. Yeah. So anyways, I was going to say, I've been reading David Goggins' book, because mm-hmm. Spencer loaned it to me before he moved. Shout out to Spence with his new place. Shout out to Spence with his new place in Insonia. Yeah. If y'all I'm see a bald-headed guy, beard, Amish-looking, ask him about the Philadelphia Eagles Stadium. Yeah. Grumpy as hell. We're going to go tear up his place. Yeah, it kind of looks like he has scoliosis, but he doesn't. Yeah, very bad posture guy. <laughs> but it wouldn't be season two if we didn't roast this guy. So. That's facts, yeah. yeah. I think oh. season two, Spence has got it every episode yeah. at least once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hope your place doesn't burn down. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> don't leave your oven on. <laughs> so anyways, I've been, I've been reading David Goggins' book. You know, the guy's fucking sick. Complete badass. So I've never heard of this dude before yeah. you even told yeah. me about him. I heard about him a couple of years ago on a Joe Rogan podcast. And I'm not like a Bane Joe Rogan fan, but like, I mean, come on. He's the godfather of yeah, fucking podcasts. he's literally the, the guy. He's the guy. He's got everyone out there. Yeah. He got Elon Musk on there. Smoking weed with him. Like, he's what? literally got everybody. If yeah. you're on if you're on Joe Rogan's show, you made it. Dude had the monster deal too. What? Oh, the Spotify deal? <laughs> yeah. I didn't see how much it was worth. Hundred million? Oh, I think more than that. More than that? But, yeah. Wow. I think I think it was yeah. I think it was over from the dude million. that was hosting Fear Factor. Yeah, but he was also you. You could find his first episodes on YouTube, and he was recording in a basement like this yeah. with like a webcam, like you like pixels. You couldn't even see him. Crazy shit. Um, yeah, that's the Godfather podcasting right there. Literally. Um, so he had David Goggins on there. Saw him a couple years back, and he was telling this crazy the way he talks. He's like just he's nuts. He, he's about he's. He's really about his unbreakable mindset. 
uh, he spent he spent his whole life trying to test himself and find out why am I here. He wanted to test his limits. Um, in the book that I'm reading, he came from an abusive childhood and a lot of racism because he was black growing up in Indiana. So he had to deal with a lot of that, and he used all of that to turn himself into who he is. You know what's crazy? Real quick pause. Indiana, which you would think like, who the, who the fuck comes out of Indiana? But the dude I'm writing, Freddie Gibbs, the dude I'm writing his uh, music review, also from Indiana. Is he really? Yeah, probably yeah. one of the only rappers ever to come out of Indiana. I'm not sure about that, but if, I, if not the only, very few of them have. Can they, can't say much about it. Yeah, Gary, Indiana. Indiana. But either way, back Gary, to your guy. Yeah, wow. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah. He was... So, he goes into he goes into the Air Force. I think he got, like, um, medically dis- discharged and whatnot. But then he goes to the Navy SEALs multiple times. And Navy SEALs have to go through Hell Week in their training. Yeah. So, I think their third weekend, it's like 135 hours straight. You're sleep, sleep deprived. You know, mm-hmm. you're going through the shit. They're, you're on the beach. They're throwing you in the ocean. Yeah. Like, people... like. All the SEALs are lined, like the, the trainees are lining up. I heard it's one up. of the craziest tests to get in Crazy, any military insane branch. insane what they do. Like, Fuck complete man. mental breakdown that the, that the instructors give these guys. And he was going through it, and he, he uh, I think it was second time. I think he did three times in the second go-around. He had a fractured kneecap. His knee was completely swollen. Still going Wait, through Wait, so it. he did Hell Week multiple times? Yeah, he kept going back. And I thought that was the most defeating part was, like, he would, you go through Hell Week, but then I think you still have, like, five months or so to go oh really like a lot yeah so because it's early on so he would do that oh see yeah that sounds weird yeah so he he would do the hell week and then go through training and then that gets and then he gets um medically cleared again medically discharged yeah and they're like well you got to start from day one if you want to come back to the seals oh you're bugging up to this point he's he's worried about He's worried about like his unbreakable mind. He's trying to test himself and see if he'd go through. He considered that like the hardest test of his life so far. Oh, I bet. So he wanted to go back there and do and it. Do it again. Yeah, and do it again until he finally got it. But the stories are crazy. I mean, after the SEALs, he was he was doing race ultra races. I don't know if you ever heard of an ultra race. Nah. But they're like 100-mile races over the span of like 24 hours. I did a three-mile race once. Yeah. I scored. I was number one in my age group out of one. Is that messing up for you? No, I can't. Oh, there we go. There we go. I can hear now. There we go. Just so anyways, a little jumble like, around. Like for, uh, so it's a 100-mile race over 24 hours? Or you have to finish it in 24, 24 hours? 24 hours, yeah. Uh, I think there's, there was a more advanced one he was talking about, and there was one in, like, Death Valley. And it was, like, 100 degrees or some shit. Yeah. And it has, like, crazy terrain up and down, like, really steep. It's almost like a hike, but it's a run. You know? So he, And that one was over 36 hours, I'm pretty sure. So wait. Sure. All right, real quick. Let me check my math on this. 100 miles, 24 hours. Let's just say it was. Let's just say it was twenty-five. Let's divide it by like four, right? So you have to be running like four miles per hour. Yeah. You have to travel four hours every or four miles every hour nonstop, like minimum. Yeah. No breaks. Yeah. That's crazy. I guess it is common for them to stop though. Like they 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 go to the gas station. They'll go grab water or something. Yeah. Or yeah, they'll, yeah, go, yeah. they'll go sit down in the lawn chair for twenty minutes. Well, because I'm then, sure for the first like. 20 miles you could like get it you can get ahead probably pretty, yeah. pretty good yeah you're going and that's what he would do but he would you have to you have to go map out the course in like a car you have to explore mm. and you have to have like headlamps and shit and you have to have like because like, you're in the dark like utility belts full of shit locked and loaded to keep you energized and stuff and you have to have aid stations like you need people like you need to build like a team like yeah. NASCAR type shit 
Interesting. But it's, yeah, it's over the course of a whole day, and you just have to stay alive. So at certain points in the race, like, you're walking for 10 miles, then you're going to pick it up and finish strong. Damn, You know walking. what I'm saying? Oh, so it's not like a straight run through, but it's like you have this time limit, and you have to do 100 miles. You're going to be running most of them, but you could plan divvy accordingly. It. You could divvy it up, yeah. So there is a strategy behind running, you know. I always thought, like, cross-country and track, mostly track, though, I was like, obviously you want to be the guy that's on, like, the inside of the track. Yeah. It seems like that's, like, the easiest way to win. But Perk was talking about, like, there's ways that you could, like, stride, like, breathing techniques, your foot placement when it hits the pavement. Yeah. Like, there's all this type of strategy behind I never knew it. I was just like, I thought you just ran. I mean, and, it's like, almost... you just practice your lungs. Like, that's it. It's almost like when, you, say, your big toe hurts. Yeah. You know? And it's killing you. Then you realize that every single step you take hurts. Yeah. So it's kind of like wear and tear where you'll feel every single step. So you have to do everything in advance to prepare for that. Like even if it comes to like your running stride or Mm -hmm. your your movement or your shoes. Um, but yeah, this this guy is an insane dude. Like he's that's pretty lit though. Imagine dude like the like the hardest thing that I ever went through. I don't think I'd just go back willingly. No. I wouldn't be able. I wouldn't be able to do that. I think I could train for it. But the, the way he did his first one, right? The way he did his first ultra race, 100 miles, was he was with his drill instructor and they did a power lifting workout the night before for like three hours doing like deadlifting 300 pounds. They're bugging. Benching 225. So you're back shot. Bro, full on leg day before the race that he never trained for or anything. And then he said just because of his mind, he's going to complete that race. And he admitted and he that did it. he was destroyed during, during the race, like, Destroyed. I think he had stress stress fractures in his feet, and he had like his. He said seven of his toenails fell off and shit, and monstrous blisters, crazy shit. But he did it. Why? Found a way. And and as he finished, he shit himself all over the place. Just shit himself. (laughs) He pissed himself like crazy. And he said he was like pissing brown, like nasty shit. I don't want to talk about it too much, but like he basically he broke his entire body. Down, ignoring his mind, telling him to stop. Huh. Like, that's the kind of mindset he's about. And the way, I, the best way I can describe, like, the way he thinks, because the book is mostly around his mind, yeah. is when um, I posted that story where he was talking about his mind being, your mind is like a governor and your body is like a car. And you're, you're only tapping in to, like, 40% of your real potential. But if your mind is the governor, it's telling you to not burn so much you know, oxygen and energy because it wants to remain calm. So that's why it keeps your body at like 40% max. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to teach sense. you how to get to 100. So, I don't want to go to 100. I'm good. I'm lazy. I'm all set. I'm good, buddy. Maybe. I'll go 100 on a burger. Maybe a cool 32. Yeah, 32. I'm right there. Right? 18. 33, if anything. You know, I'm good at 33. That's crazy. So let me guess the title of this book. Is it called Unbreakable? You can't. You can't hurt me. Oh, close that's disappointing. Kept saying Unbreakable. I was like, yeah, it has to be called Unbreakable. But that's how he references to his mind. and, and what No, yeah, I get it. I was just like, I thought it was going to be like one of those Michael Scott's like, like, how do I manage? Threat, threat <laughs> level midnight. Threat best, level midnight. Best move ever seen. 
Dude, it's so hot in here. I can't. I'm hitting the pool. After yeah, this. we're we're here in summer podcast mode again. And speaking of, tomorrow's our one year anniversary. Oh, one year anniversary tomorrow. Tomorrow, let's go. You know, originally we planned on wrapping up season two on our anniversary, but, but you know things happen. Things know. happen. We took a couple weeks off, and you guys still listen. So yeah, what up, yo? Shout out to you guys. Yeah, I was actually gonna rant about something. Uh, yesterday, something that happened to me yesterday. That I just, I just, I've said it before. I'm just going to say it again, but not on here. I've never said it. Health insurance companies are fucking frauds. Let me just break this down for you, right? The less money you make, the less money you pay for health insurance, right? So, like, if you're dirt poor, you get everything for free. Medicine, appointments, surgeries. If you got cancer and you're broke... You're going to get treatment without even having to pay a dime. Actually, I don't know if that's true. But everything else, everything is free, pretty much. The more money you make, you spend. So I, I was making like, let's say make $1,100 a week. I got to pay $400 a month in health insurance and deductible. So I got to pay for all my prescriptions, all my appointments until $2,500. So I automatically have to spend $2,500 plus $400 a month. So you're talking about four times twelve is what? Uh, forty-eight. Mm-hmm. So forty-eight hundred on top of twenty-five hundred. You're, you're talking about over ten thousand dollars a year just in health coverage. You're already broker than the person that is, you know, getting everything for free. Yeah. Meanwhile, because you like, got to pay for it. What quarter of your income, maybe? Yeah. If not, if not more, just to stay alive. But yeah, so it pissed me off because, you know, everything that's going on, they were giving out health insurance, but now everything's going back to normal and I'm going to have my job back again. So they're going to kick me off of health insurance. It's really going to piss me off because now I'm have to, I have to go with everything that's going on. I have to go buy health insurance for mad uh, expensive. So well, fuck you guys. Plus, plus, you need health insurance more than I do at least because you're, you've had a, had a wide array of health issues. Yeah, and it's bullshit because every time something happens to me, it's like... Like over and over and over again, but I'll be good. In, I'll be good in a couple months. You're crazy. Your but, lungs, heart, freaking. I don't yeah, even. You know, whatever. That's that's another reason why we took like a, you know it had to be two weeks we took off, right? Yeah, because we a week take, before that I was you know. Yeah, season two has been. I mean, we've been going since January, but we we've taken those weeks off because we yeah. really needed them off. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to. It's really hard to do this every single week. I think we're still consistent. Yeah. But I well, because when we take a week off, we do like two in a in a week. In a week. We'll do two. Yeah, and we'll, like we'll mix it up. On top of like the new lane we're taking too, it's kind of hard to adapt. Like we got it, we got this website and we've been blogging and shit too. I never thought I'd be a writer, but I guess I am now. So yeah, I saw something in Masters of Another the other day. She, he was like, "Yo, how hard is it to be a food critic?" And she goes, "Well, what's your favorite restaurant?" And he said, "Whatever." He said, and he was like, "What's your favorite dish?" And he said, "You know, something chicken and whatever." And he goes, write it down on a piece of paper. It's a review. But we take it to a whole nother level. You know, we're getting way into it. We're diving into video games, music, fucking breweries. We're doing it all. So, you know, if we take a week off, we're still working, baby. We're still, yeah, we're still working. And, and writing is a, it's a big challenge when you have such a chaotic mind. And I was thinking about it, too, because the way you think, the way you think, just freeform thinking, like right now, it's it's all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Like thinking is chaos. It's oh, all, yeah. There's thoughts 100%. all over the place. It's like your dreams. Your dreams are completely nuts. So to take your thoughts and to actually put them into organized words and, and structure them the way you want to and make it flow good, man, that's like a real skill. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Hundred percent. Try try to make a try to make a, a fifteen hundred to two thousand word post 
in one shot, organized, head to toe. If you can do that, you're a certified genius because I definitely can't. I got like I got like an outline, then I got like an overview outline, then I got what I thought was gonna be my actual post, and then I got the actual post. Mm-hmm. I'm like doing like five steps, right? Because I'll write and then be like, Nah, I'm good, and then restart. Oh, perfect. Just like City Skylines. If you ain't playing that, get on it. Big strategy game. Big addicting. Big addicting. What? You start a city from scratch. Even if you don't game, you got to know about this game, all right? You build a city from scratch on a plane, canvas. It's basically like Roller Coaster Tycoon. Well, I never played that. Oh, shit. I never played that. I don't really care for it. But this game is lit. You had everything. You tax your people. You build water pipelines, power lines. Power lines. Education systems, fire departments. Garbage systems. Policies. Apparently never fucking work. Fucking garbage never works. For all these people, there's, pi- there's garbage piling up everywhere. Because I up. know Watertown only has one garbage place. And they get around good. And they get around perfectly fucking fine. And when I got, I got seven in on one block, and I'm still getting complaints. Fucking ninety-five garbage trucks can't do shit. Literally, nothing. Literally nothing for a population of. Well, I guess my population is fifty thousand. I don't know how many garbage trucks I have, but it's probably more than nine. Yeah. Because I got like nine landfill sites that are destroying the earth, making people sick. It's all. It's a whole bunch. And then of you got to worry about chaos. the traffic inflows. I built a highway here into the, the into my city. Right? And we're talking about a video game here. We're talking about a game. Yeah. Now I understand why they took so long on 84. Yeah. Because... I feel like an engineer at this point. Dude, I'm telling you right now, trying to reconstruct a fucking highway is a headache. Oh, hell and yeah. And shout out to everybody who went worked on 84, because that place was a shit show for a long time. Yeah, it was. And uh, it still probably is. I don't even go there anymore. I don't even go on there much. Man. Except when we go to Chick-fil-A. Shout out to Chick-fil-A, dude. Shout out to all the work. Shout out, if you work at Chick-fil-A, you deserve a raise. Either way. Even if they're paying you a lot. Because Chick-fil-A services is out of this world. We took a couple trips in the past few weeks. We took a couple back-to-back trips in the past few back-to-back weeks. Yeah. And then we went and we got dessert, too, at Wendy's, and that was a whole episode. Well, we didn't get dessert. Y'all got dessert. Let me tell this story. I guess we should probably tell this story. Shout out to Spence. Just because... So Rob's driving. Rob never drives anywhere, ever. Not one. Like, maybe maybe three times total Rob has ever shipped us around, ever. So whatever, that's besides the point. We go to Wendy's after uh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, you guys order a couple Frosties, and then Spencer's worried about some type of cookie. He's a fucking fat fuck. We just had $60 for the Chick-fil-A. Then he wants Wendy's. He gets a Frosty, and then he gets a cookie also. Fat piece of shit. So whatever, the cookie came to the surprise as everybody because it was just random, including the cashier. So Rob gets the cookie, and he does 90 out of the drive-thru. But he stops quick. He's got supersonic NASCAR brakes. So we stop quick. So now the guy's like, oh, yeah, here's your card. He's got to reach out and do a fucking jackhammer. His face is pushed up against the back window. This is employee of the year, guys. This is what I'm telling you. Employee of the year. This guy's got the longest arms. He's Mr. Fantastic. We got the card. We're crying in this dude's face. In his face. We are laughing at his extreme effort to get Rob his card back. <laughs> and then we get the card back and, you know, Yord steals Rob's uh, Frosty. And we're back to the status quo. <laughs> I'm laughing at this poor guy's face. And he, he had his arm twisted like Literally. This. Dude had his arm in the fucking. Dude, there's probably like a there's probably like a three meter gap. I don't even know what a meter is, but it sounds right. Three meters sounds about right. 
This dude's Big literally, guy. his arms bad. were long. I felt terrible. You know, he delivered it, though. So you got to give it to him. Yeah. Great A effort. He better oh, yeah. get employed a month after Excellent this. effort. You know? All right, I, I know a way to finish this off here. All right, hit with, me with, with it. Six minutes. All right. So I had this thought. Oh, here we go. Right. What is a monkey climbing a pool or something? No, no, no. No monkeys. Okay. But I had this thought of like when you're when you're eating, right? It's so much different than when you were eating as a kid. Because say you grab a snack. Yeah. You know, you grab a snack, you go downstairs, you're chilling. The snack is fucking gone before before you know you even turn on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Before the credits before the the intro of the office is even over. Maybe if you're fat as fuck. But I was like thinking you. I was thinking like <laughs> after school and shit, after you know, back in second, third grade or whatever, after school I'd go get a snack and I'll watch something cartoons and then go take a nap or something. But that snack would last a while. I could put on a movie and that snack would last a while. I'm just like, damn, like how much bigger have my bites gotten? Did you ever think about that? See, I don't think I I don't preserve well, I don't think I ever did. Well now I, I think I preserve snack. more now than I did when I when then. Like if I had a snack, I I'd prolong like if I had a bag of chips, right? When I was younger, one shot. Now I'll do it over like a week. I'll have a little here, throw a couple on the side of the sandwich or whatever. But I'll tell you what I don't preserve, and that's freeze pops. I eat them at 30 a pop. I had to special order them off of Amazon. 200 pack. They're already pretty much gone. I got them last week. It's all set. But no, I mean, uh, even like I, I actually eat a lot less snacks, too. No, I'm snacking through. You're, a, yeah, you're a snack. You're a snacker. I don't snack. I'll eat whole meals. Nah, I'll snack like it's like, my that's why. That's why I'm physically fat. See, Rob's mentally fat. I'm physically fat. Yeah, you could say that. You know, it is what it is. You know, we're in quarantine still, so fuck y'all. Don't but I'm saying I'll, get, I'll grab like five or six Oreos, right? Grab the milk, some almond milk, even though you don't like yeah. it. Yeah. You but eat I, Oreo cookies with almond milk? I'll let that shit saturate. I'll let my, yeah, my Oreos soggy as hell. That's disgusting. Well, I'll say I'll grab like six Oreos, let them saturate in the milk, grab a paper plate, put the Oreos on there. Fucking Oreos are gone in like five minutes. Not even three yeah, because minutes. Because you're eating them in fucking rapid Two six. bites. Well, that's because you take the fucking cookie off and then discard the, the uh, cream and just eat I the fucking cookie. I could do that. Cookie. Yeah, I do that for a majority of my Oreos. you're a serial killer. But either way, it's a one-biter. Oreos is a one-biter. Oh, he, oh yeah, back yeah, the yeah, day, yeah. Back yeah, in the yeah, day, yeah. I'm saying as a kid, you, you could have take one, like three yeah. or four bites out of an Oreo yeah. as a kid. Maybe I mean, your three. mouth is also oh, it probably is. way smaller. It is. You also don't got that much time, so you got to cram. Well, that too. I eat definitely 100% eat faster now. I eat probably the fastest I've ever oh, eaten yeah. right now. Like I eat, dude. When I yesterday when I left Xbox, I had two burgers, and I was two. back. I had two burgers, and I was back in like seven to ten minutes, like and they weren't a, even ready when I went upstairs. Not even a double cheeseburger, just two. Separate nah, two burgers? separate burgers. Because I was just four like, buns. Yo, How do you feel about mustard? I like mustard. I All just got into mustard and I All really enjoy mustard. Mustard ketchup mayo combo, pretty fire. You can eat a burger. You can eat a lot of mustard in one sitting. I mean, a lot. I don't know, but like, I would like to mix it. I would like to put some relish on there. I feel like you did something over here. <laughs> He's been smirking. He's been smirking since before we started. <laughs> no, but I, I feel like literally I'm gonna stand up and be, get shot. But you're gonna tell me that. But you're, you're gonna tell me right. 
Yeah, you're going to the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to the movies. You got you got a fucking big, fat, large popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're downing a lot of that popcorn before the movie even starts. Before you even sit down. Before no, you even oh, get, all right, all right, all right. Before you even get the ticket to the guy. Okay, yeah, that that 100 is true. That's a different scenario. That's popcorn. It's still a snack I'll going to a sitting down area type popcorn. Shit. Half of that bucket's gone before the movie starts. That's what I'm saying. Because the majority of the eating is not during the movie because everybody's paying attention to the movie. That's in my opinion. I mean, I, I'm not an eater, but I will say, first of all, fuck. If you're not sneaking your own snacks into the movie theater, you're an idiot. Because they don't see you. Or the, if they do see you, they ain't saying shit. Yeah, but what are you going to do? Get Ziploc popcorn? It's not even, no, it's not even well, warm? not popcorn, but I'm, I was about to get Candy. into Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids, watermelon's easily my favorite... Favorite, favorite, favorite movie candy. Easy. Those are good. Over popcorn any day. I don't really like popcorn like that. I fucking love popcorn. The only right? thing, the only good thing about popcorn is there's fucking 400 of them. And you got it for 20 bucks. That's what I'm saying. There's a ton of, I used to down that shit. And then you're, fa- you're eating it on the way to show your ticket. I mean, I like it. I just think that Sour Patch is better. You show the ticket to the guy. Now you got butter all over the ticket. Yeah. Now he true. wipes. Oh, the... I, I'm definitely unloading my shit in butter, 100. percent Now he wipes the butter on him. And he has to go home. He's covered in butter. Dude. Yeah. I wonder what the regulations are going to be about movie theaters coming up. They got to be opening up pretty soon. Yeah, soon. I mean, movies are such an. They're going to be like, oh, nobody sit right next to each other. Everybody's gonna be like, yo, lit. Movies. I don't are... want people sit next to me anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's an alternative. Like, you could just sit home and watch the same movie. You could stream it on YouTube, like for like two bucks. Movie theaters obsolete in the next twenty. But it's still it's still a pleasure to go to them. Yeah, maybe they're not going to be obsolete. I don't know. You think there'd be like a virtual thing at your house where you could like log in? Like maybe like, like a, a Twitch thing. Maybe like a public place where they got the goggles all lined up because they're so expensive and you don't want to buy your own. So you just go there and then pop something on and sit in like a luxury chair. Interesting. Interesting yeah. take. I thought of that one on the fly. So uh, business inquiries, you can hit me up on my email. Yeah, uh, um, at uh, Rob Marini. Rob isn't real. Yeah, I, call, I got like five emails. They need one of them. Yeah, Outlook, SBC Global, Yahoo, AIM, yep. Gmail. Yep. Whatever one. Whatever one you feel like typing in. Three out of those eight. Three out of those eight for Real sure. Real quick before we go, I can't wait till fantasy season. That's all I'm saying. Fantasy what? Fantasy football. Yeah, you had to say that. That's true. All right. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.